We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. We are back again. How do y'all like this uh, marathon that we're on to finish the book of Job? All right, so bride, we're going to start in chapter 27, and let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity again to study your word. Lord, we are in Job chapter 27, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you teach us that our spirit is alive to receive from you today. Thank you that he is an example to the church today. Because, Lord, look, we are the generation that's closing out the Bible. We are the end of this. So we want to learn from him. So lead us, teach us, and guide us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bride, let's get started. We're in chapter 27. Job 27. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, As God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment, and the Almighty, who hath vexed my soul? All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. 
God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die will I not remove mine integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast, and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. Let mine enemy be as the wicked, and he that riseth up against me as the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the hypocrite, though he hath gained, when God taketh away his soul? Will God hear his cry when trouble cometh upon him? Will he delight himself in the Almighty? Will he always call upon God? I will teach you by the hand of God. That which is with the Almighty will I not conceal. Behold, all ye yourselves have seen it. Why then are ye thus altogether vain? This is the portion of a wicked man with God, and the heritage of oppressors, which they shall receive of the Almighty. If his children be multiplied, it is for the sword, and his offspring shall not be satisfied with bread. Those that remain of him shall be buried in death, and his widows shall not weep. Though he heap up silver as the dust, and prepare raiment as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just shall put it on, and the innocent shall divide the silver. He buildeth his house as a moth, and as a booth that the keeper maketh. The rich man shall lie down, but he shall not be gathered. He openeth his eyes, and he is not. Terrors take hold on him as waters. A tempest stealeth him away in the night. The east wind carrieth him away, and he departeth, and as a storm hurleth him out of his place. For God shall cast upon him and not spare. He would fain flee out of his hand. Men shall clap their hands at him, and shall hiss him out of his place. In other words, Brad, it's pretty sad, but what he's saying is, is when people uh, become hypocrites and they, you know, basically turn their back on God type of deal because they have partnered with the wickedness, um, they are a mockery. That's what, the, that's what this is saying. They're a mockery to God. And terrors take hold of them as the waters. You know, have you ever seen somebody... Uh, that is so bound up with demons it's it's the saddest thing uh, because you can't cast them out if they don't want them out and so you just pray for them and you try to help them in the right direction but basically Rob what do you think it means when the Bible says that he puts them over to a reprobate mind that means over to their own silliness where they have rationed in their mind that what they are doing is right that is reprobate. It means you are, you know, off to your own, you're your own God. You think you know it all. You are, you know, your own God. You will not allow me to correct you, chastise you. You will not even listen to my word. You just overlook what I have to say. I'm going to put you over to your reprobate mind. And Brian, the other day when we were studying, when we were studying Second Chronicles, God gave us a revelation that I just cried while we was doing the Bible study. This damn in-your-face devil, I cried. When he was talking about the difference between the false prophets and the true prophets, and he said that the false prophets are the ones that speak swelling words all the time. They're the ones that are always positive, and, and you're going to go high, and you're going to 
you know, all this and receive this mantle and everything's always high and it's not putting them in right correction with God, right alignment with God. That is a judgment. That was a revelation. Because I was considering what's happening in our time because the Bible also explains that God will send out a lying spirit and the lying spirit will speak to all these different people because you'll look at them and you'll say, well, how does all these people get the same type of word? Because they're listening to a lying devil. That's why. He, he goes to these people that are partnered in this thing and they'll speak this lying. It's part of the judgment. And I wept. I was like, oh, Lord, that's so sad. Because we're seeing our own vanity. When we have all these swelling words and everything's great and, and there's nothing wrong and you're, you're all so great out there and, and God is so in love with you, he's chasing after you, he's dancing over you and it's always just positive, positive, positive. That is a judgment from God because repentance, correction, rebuke, come on people. Wake up out of your stupor. God is not pleased with that mess. The correction is what keeps your heart soft and it keeps it beautiful before God's eyes. All right, so I don't even know why I went off telling you that. Let's move on to chapter 28 here. Job 28. Surely there is a vein for the silver, and a place for gold where they refine it. Iron is taken out of the earth, and brass is molten out of the stone. He setteth an end to darkness, and searcheth out all perfection. The stones of darkness, and the shadow of death, the flood breaketh out from the inhabitant. Even the waters forgotten of the foot, they are dried up, they are gone away from men. As for the earth, out of it cometh bread, and under it is turned up as it were fire. The stones of it are the place of sapphires, and it hath dust of gold. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, and which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. He putteth forth his hand upon the rock, he overturneth the mountains by the roots. He cutteth out rivers among the rocks, and his eye seeth every precious thing. He bindeth the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. But where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith, It is not in me. And the sea saith, It is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it, and the exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living, and kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction 
and doth say, We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof. For he looketh to the ends of the earth, and seeth under the whole heaven, to make the weight for the winds, and he weigheth the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain, and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then did he see it, and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Bam, in your face, devil. That is it right there. Wisdom with understanding. That last part said it right there. Lord, help us to understand. Sink this in, Lord, into our spirits. Then did he see it, verse 27, and declared it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. In other words, you fear the Lord because you understand who he is and who you are. This is why you humble yourself. You're like, who? This is what the whole book of Job has been saying. Who am I, Lord? Who am I that you should look upon me, that you should have favor towards me? Who am I? You know, you're the one that created the mountains. You do all this. But then what does the next part say? And to depart from evil. Depart from evil is understanding. Give us wisdom and then understanding so that we cannot touch the unclean thing. We have an understanding of the fear of God. Ooh, I wouldn't want to be a part of that for nothing because I fear you, Lord. And bribe, we just learned in his word right here, his eyes are upon us. Did you know his eyes roam the earth seeking whom he may found as faithful? His eyes roam the earth. And he says, in verse 9, he puts forth his hand upon the rock. He overturns the mountains by the roots. He cuts out rivers among the rocks, and his eye sees every precious thing. You know, yesterday I was sitting there with that 92-year-old woman, <clears throat> and I was holding her hand. And we was looking outside at all the beautiful snow, and usually we see the birds, but there's not even birds right now. And we were sitting there talking about the Lord and how uh, beautiful he is and about uh, <clears throat> how the old rugged cross you know and like how we're not even worthy you know for all the things that he has done for us but to be sitting there talking to her and I told her I said Miss Ethel I said did you know that the Lord is right here and she looked at me funny, and she goes, what do you mean? And I said, because the word says that when two or more are gathered in his name, he is in the midst of thee. I said, isn't it awesome that me and you are both Christians, and that means he's right here, we're gathered in his name? And she sat back, and she goes, 
Wow. That is hard to fathom. I was like, yeah. So, but the point is, is that God knows who's his. And he's watching. And I even told her, I said, uh, I was laying her down in bed last night. And I said, did you know the Lord watches you go to sleep? He's with you. The Lord just loves you, you know. And we talk a lot about heaven, me and her do. We talk a lot about it. And it's pretty amazing that I'm sitting with someone. I mean, I could die tomorrow. We never know when we're going to die. But I'm just saying, being with someone that is so close to stepping into glory, like, I just feel like I'm touching her just for a moment of time. You know, like, God gave me three months with this woman. And I would have never met her otherwise. And I'm able to be with her right before she enters glory. I mean, it's like, oh, amazing. Okay, and then it says in verse 21, Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living and kept close from the fowls of the air. Talking about wisdom. Lord, give us wisdom today and give us understanding. Give us fear of the Lord. All right, let's go to the next chapter, chapter 29. Job 29. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter, and the rock poured me out rivers of oil. When I went out to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw me and hid themselves, and the aged arose and stood up. The princes refrained talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The nobles held their peace, and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard me, then it blessed me, and when the eye saw me, it gave witness to me, because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not I searched out. And I break the jaws of the wicked, and plucked the spoil out of his teeth. Then I said, I shall die in my nest, and I shall multiply my days as the sand. My root was spread out by the waters, and the dew lay all night upon my branch. My glory was fresh in me, and my bow was renewed in my hand. Unto me men gave ear, and waited, and kept silence at my counsel. After my words... They spake not again, and my speech dropped upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the latter rain. If I laughed on them, they believed it not, and the light of my countenance they cast not down. I chose out their way, and sat chief, and dwelt as a king in the army, as one that comforteth the mourners." I just want to say one thing going to the next chapter. 
because he's remembering his glory days, Brad. And we have to remember, too, all the good things that God has done for us because our story is for God's glory. Amen. Let's go on to chapter 30. Job 30. But now, they that are younger than I have me in derision, whose fathers I would have disdained to have set with the dogs of my flock. Yea, whereto might the strength of their hands profit me, in whom old age was perished? For want and famine they were solitary, fleeing into the wilderness in former time desolate and waste, who cut up mallows by the bushes and juniper roots for their meat. They were driven forth from among men. They cried after them as after a thief, to dwell in the cliffs of the valleys, in caves of the earth, and in the rocks. Among the bushes they brayed. Under the nettles they were gathered together. They were children of fools, yea, children of base men. They were viler than the earth. And now am I their song, yea, I am their byword. They abhor me. They flee far from me, and spare not to spit in my face because he hath loosed my cord and afflicted me. They've also let loose the bridle before me. Upon my right hand rise the youth, they push away my feet, and they raise up against me the ways of their destruction. They mar my path, they set forward my calamity, they have no helper. They came upon me as a wide breaking in of waters. In the desolation they rolled themselves upon me. Terrors are turned upon me, they pursue my soul as the wind, and my welfare passeth away as a cloud. And now my soul is poured out upon me. The days of affliction have taken hold upon me. My bones are pierced in me in the night season, and my sinews take no rest. By the great force of my disease is my garment changed. It bindeth me about as the collar of my coat. He hath cast me into the mire, and I am become like dust and ashes. I cry unto thee, and thou dost not hear me. I stand up, and thou regardest me not. Thou art become cruel to me. With thy strong hand thou opposest thyself against me. Thou liftest me up to the wind. Thou causest me to ride upon it, and dissolvest my substance. For I know that thou wilt bring me to death, and to the house appointed for all living. Albeit, he will not stretch out his hand to the grave, though they cry in his destruction. Did not I weep for him that was in trouble? Was not my soul grieved for the poor? When I looked for good, then evil came unto me, and when I waited for light, there came darkness. My bowels boiled and rested not. The days of affliction prevented me. I went mourning without the sun. I stood up, and I cried in the congregation. I am a brother to dragons, and a companion to owls. My skin is black upon me, and my bones are burned with heat. My harp also is turned to mourning, and my organ into the voice of them that weep. All right, Brad, one thing I want to point out about this chapter is how he says, Did not I weep for them that was in trouble? Was not my soul grieved for the poor? And Brad, this is the Lord speaking to us today because many of us have done ministry for years. 
And when remember I told you, no matter what, when calamity hits, we have to ask God, examine our heart, Lord, what have we done? Have we opened up a door? Are we in disobedience? We need to know this. And so during this time, he talks about his unexpected horror that has hit his life, even though he expected better. Now, let me repeat that. We may be expecting, <clears throat> but may have stepped into something terrible. Because he says right here in verse 26, When I looked for good, then evil came unto me. And when I waited for light, there came darkness. All right, let's consider the days to come. When darkness comes, are we going to have the same attitude as Job? We need to consider this, bride. Okay, let's continue with the last chapter for this part, chapter 31. Job 31. I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? For what portion of God is there from above? And what inheritance of the Almighty from on high? Is not destruction to the wicked? And a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? If I have walked with vanity, or if my foot hath hasted to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance, that God may know mine integrity. If my step hath turned out of the way, and mine heart walked after mine eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to mine hands, then let me sow, and let another eat, yea, let my offspring be rooted out. If mine heart have been deceived by a woman, or if I have laid wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind unto another, and let others bow down upon her. For this is an heinous crime, yea, it is an iniquity to be punished by the judges. For it is a fire that consumeth to destruction, and would root out all mine increase. If I did despise the cause of my manservant, or of my maidservant, when they contended with me, what then shall I do when God riseth up? And when he visiteth, what shall I answer him? Did not he that made me in the womb make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? If I have withheld the poor from their desire, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel myself alone, and the fatherless hath not eaten thereof, for from my youth he was brought up with me, as with a father, and I have guided her from my mother's womb. If I have seen any perish for want of clothing, or any poor without covering, if his loins have not blessed me, and if he were not warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I have lifted up my hand against the fatherless, when I saw my help in the gate, then let mine arm fall from my shoulder blade, and mine arm be broken from the bone. For destruction from God was a terror to me, and by reason of his highness I could not endure. If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, Thou art my confidence. If I rejoiced because my wealth was great, and because mine hand had gotten much. If I beheld the sun when it shined, or the moon walking in brightness, and my heart hath been secretly enticed, or my mouth hath kissed my hand, this also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge, for I should have denied the God that is above. If I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hated me, or lifted up myself when evil found him, 
neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. If the men of my tabernacle said not, Oh, that we had of his flesh, we cannot be satisfied. The stranger did not lodge in the street, but I opened my doors to the traveller. If I covered my transgressions as Adam by hiding mine iniquity in my bosom, did I fear a great multitude, or did the contempt of families terrify me, that I kept silence and went not out of the door? Oh, that one would hear me! Behold, my desire is that the Almighty would answer me, and that mine adversary had written a book. Surely I would take it upon my shoulder and bind it as a crown to me. I would declare unto him the number of my steps. As a prince would I go near unto him. If my land cry against me, or that the furrows likewise thereof complain, if I have eaten the fruits thereof without money, or have caused the owners thereof to lose their life, let thistles grow instead of wheat, and cockle instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. All right, Brad. So it sounds like that the next time that I do this, we are getting into the good stuff because it says right here, the words of Job are ended. But we cannot leave this chapter without examining some of the jewels that are in this. Oh, my goodness, did I take notes. When he said in verse 1, I made a covenant with my eyes. Remember, Brad, when I was at the UN, and I'm not trying to puff myself up, Brad. I'm being an example. I'm trying to just tell you things that I've been through, okay? When I was at the UN and I did that uh, post and I said, I have seen things I don't want to see. I have been places my feet don't want to go. My hands have touched things I don't want to touch because of the calling on my life. I thought about this when he said, I made a covenant with my eyes. I don't want to look at this stuff. I don't want to see it. And then he says, For what portion of God is there from above, and what inheritance of the Almighty from on high is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Does not he see my ways and count all my steps? God knows it all. His eyes are upon you. If I have walked with vanity, or my foot has hasted to deceit. You know, when we deceive God's people, the Bible says that it's better to put a noose around your neck. It's terrible to lead any of his people astray. Let me be waiting and even balance with me that God may know my integrity. Integrity is what do you do behind closed doors when other people are not watching? If my step is turned out of the way and my heart walks after my eyes, and if any blot has cleaved to my hands, then let me sow and let another eat. Let my offspring be rooted out. How many of us pray that today? In other words, he's telling God, judge me, Lord. Judge me. The, the motives of my heart. And then he come on down here in verse 12. It says, for it is a fire that consumes to destruction and would root out all my increase. Talking about if I lose my integrity, I lose everything. If I did despise the cause of my main servant, my manservant, or my maidservant when they contended with me, what then shall I do when God rises up and when he visits? What shall I answer him? 
In other words, if I will not listen to correction from my fellow man, how am I going to do it from God? You know, sometimes God uses people. And then in verse 15, did he not make me in the womb make him and did not one fashion us in the womb like God is God? But if I have withheld the poor from their desire, this is him examining his heart, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel of myself alone in the fatherness, fatherless, have not eaten thereof. I put He's examining his heart before God. I mean, of course, bride, you have to consider. I mean, we can only do so much. It's not that we have to be, you know, the Savior to all people. But he's saying the motives of why he did things. And then he come on down here in verse 23 where he says, For destruction from God was a terror to me, and by reason of his highness I could not endure. And then he says, If I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, You are my confidence. And this goes in ministry. I keep telling you this, bride. Where does our hope lie? Is our hope in the provision first? Or is our hope in from the word of God first? What did God tell you to do? Do you not think that he already knows you have need of all these things? What holds you back from going over there? You have to go over there in order for it to appear. I hate to tell you this. God's just not going to give you a gold mine and say, now you can go out and preach the gospel. He is going to tell you by faith, I want you to go to the airport, sit there, and wait. And then you go there and sit, and then it comes. You got to go in order for it to flow. You got to act in order for him to react. So, when we consider money on whether we act on God, we have made gold our hope, and we need to repent for that. If I have rejoiced because my wealth was great and because my hand has gotten much, whoa, 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 whoa. I have done all these things. I am so great. That is a stench in God's nostrils. No, no, no. And then verse 29, if I rejoiced at the destruction of him that hates me, and that can be a temptation with every one of us. Somebody's done you wrong and then you see them fall and then you gloat over it. No. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to his soul. And I wrote here, say no to reverse the curse. And what is that? Like say somebody's cursing you and then we say, I push it back on you. No, don't do that, bride, because they're being led by demons. Why would you want that person to suffer? You want them to be saved and set free of it. So you pray, God, please set them free from that demon. And then he says, uh, but I opened my doors to the traveler. And he was talking about the stranger did not lodge in the street, but I opened the door to my traveler, the homeless people. I wanted to tell you that when I traveled the country, there's many people that have a room set up for prophets. I'm telling you, all across the country. Uh, the reason God does that is because of people like me that travel and go to cities to do and obey the Lord. They open up their homes to them, and God blesses them. You wouldn't believe the stories I've heard of God blessing people because they obeyed the Lord, and they opened up a room. So just consider that. 
And then in verse 34, did I fear a great multitude or did the contempt of families terrify me that I kept silence and went not out of the door? That'll preach. That will preach. Because are you going to pick culture over God because you're too afraid to leave the fear of man or the fear of God? Did you stay in that door is what he's saying versus coming out and doing what's right. Oh, that one would hear me, behold my desires, that the Almighty would answer me, and that my adversary had written a book. I don't know what he meant by that. But surely I would take it upon my shoulder and bind it as a crown to me. I would declare it unto him the number of my steps, and as a prince I would go near to him. If my land cry against me, or that the furrows likewise therefore complain, if I have eaten the fruits thereof without money, or have caused the owners thereof to lose their life. Let thistles grow inside of me. In other words, God judge me. Because let me say this, and then I'm going to get off here, and I will be back this afternoon to finish the rest of it throughout the day. Uh, but the lamb will also judge us. Did you know that the lamb will spew out sin? The land is held accountable for the sin that's committed upon it. That's why we have to be very careful about places that we partnership with. Like, for instance, I've heard people say, I go inside mosque and I praise the Lord. I'm like, what in the world? That place was dedicated to Satan. You, I mean, you can't mix Bilal with God, with the holy. You can't mix the profane type of deal. If it's been dedicated to Satan, that land's going to answer for it. So that's why a lot of things happen. The land is spewing it out. It's vomiting up that sin. It can't take it type of deal. But anyways, Brad, well, we are finished for this portion, and I will be back this afternoon. God bless.